We finally found out what Grant Cardone is doing with EXP. The CFPB is reversing their flexible pandemic policies. And an awesome feel-good story from a Drexel student helping out food banks. We're going to talk about it next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon, and we are back on Tool Time with some really interesting news. Kind of like the mystery of the EXP thing finally was revealed. Yep. Awesome feel-good story at the end here. But let's start off with EXP and Grant Cardone. So, you know, th- this news came out. He's joining EXP Realty, and no one knew what he was going to do. Right. But now it's out. He's going to be doing some training, sales training stuff. He's going to be doing some training materials. What do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really great incentive and an add-on to people that that join the team. Um, that's going to be some great knowledge, some some great information that he's going to be passing along that's going to be um, included to them. I think it makes sense. It's kind of earlier when things were coming out and there was some chatter that he was going to be doing something. Um, it makes sense that this would be the piece that he would be bringing to the table. Um, but exciting to have it, you know, out and official. Well, yeah, and I, I think, you know, he has this whole story of like, don't buy a house. So it was very interesting to me that he's aligning with a residential real estate brokerage, right? So uh, th- that's this is a good move by EXP. I mean, that's a value add. I mean, you look at the mm-hmm. coaching landscape right now. I mean, we coach with with Tom Ferry. We have some other advisors. We have like a Boomtown coach. Like all these people we talk to, and we spend a lot of money on coaching. Right. So if an agent can come in and plug into that now. If they're going to use it, are they going to implement it? That's always the question. Sure. But that's a great resource to have. I mean, you know, he, he has that uh, the 10x uh, the 10x event down at Miami Marlins Stadium, and he I mean he bring, he makes a lot of money for Cardone University. So uh, you know, to me, this is a great move for EXP, um, and it, it's going to add some value to their agents, especially the ones that like don't have a lot of training, which is like 90% of real estate agents in general anyway. Sure. Yeah, I think it's a like you said a great value add, and will people use it? We'll see, but um, really great to have it there. Well, I mean, you know, when you look at like the landscape right now, because all these brokerages are just like competing with each other nonstop, this is a tangible value add. It's not like, sure. hey, we got the best tech, because everyone says that, right? Right. Or, hey, we got the best this. This is, hey, we've got coaching and a training program you have to purchase otherwise, and we provide right. it to you. And to me, that, that that's really delivering a lot of value. And I mean, that, that, that's what I like the most about this. Um, and, you know, any, any successful agent, I mean, how many trainings do we have a week? Now, you don't have to go to all of them, but... Three. Three, yeah. Like, we have three, right? Three trainings a week, right? Yeah. And then for our new agents, we have four because um, right. they're, you know, a little newer, a little different. So the point is, like, that's how much I believe in training. And if you commit to, like, learning and understanding the business, you're going to sell a lot more houses. I mean, you've been with us a couple of years now. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's a big difference between, oh, like, walking in as a new agent versus having a couple years worth of training. Absolutely, Yeah. The training is very important. Well, because most of these people don't, and eighty-seven percent of the realtors fail, right? right? So that's what happens. So this is a good move for EXP. I, I mean, I, I don't like—I don't know how many times we can say that, but it's a—it's a thumbs up on our end. So, <laughs> on the, on the more interesting story, I would say interesting because there's a lot of moving parts here. The CFPB, so the Con- Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, they reversed all their f- pandemic flexibilities and are going to start enforcing things. Uh, because when the pandemic hit about a year ago, and this is effective uh, on, on April 1st, so that when the pandemic hit a year ago, you could you could uh, kick out your mortgage payment. You could, uh, well, I, I can't even think of the word right now. What was it called? I feel like an idiot. Uh, but you, 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 like desktop appraisals, all these things right. where people didn't have to go into prop, uh, properties and, and they made it a lot easier. So what do you think about all this? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that it is time now to re-tighten up on some of these things. We've had a year to uh, implement some different strategies and, and figure out how to, to make all the pieces come together. And I think on the appraisal side in particular, it's going to be important um, being able to actually get in there and do the appraisals, not from a desktop, not quite as remotely, but just given the way that the market's going and how important that appraisal piece is to the process right now, I think the more thorough that um, an appraiser can be with it, the better. Well, how many times have we dealt with like an, a bad appraisal? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and like this goes on all the time, and the and these guys get scored. There are some controls, but the problem is when you're not allowed to go inside the house. I don't care what anyone says. Nick is a great photographer. He can make some great homes look even better, and he can make some really bad homes look great. Yeah. But when you actually see the property, to me, that that's such an important thing, and you know, right now, one of the biggest challenges in the market for buyers is what? Appraisal. Well, and like making up the difference. So they're buying yeah. a home for five hundred, and hey, guess what? If it doesn't appraise at that, you got to come up with another twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. Right. I mean, th there's got to be some sort of you know better way to do this here. And I like that they're done with the, the flexibility on appraisals. And these people should have had time to adapt by now. I mean, right. it's been a year, and most businesses are back open. I mean, yeah. there are a lot to close, and I'm not making light of that. That's really tough for a lot of people. The people that haven't, I mean, you've had a year to figure this out. Yeah. And when bad things happen, no matter what goes on, like you got to come up with like a backup plan, right? Sure. I mean, so I, I certainly feel for the people that are in, in, in financial straits here, but it's it's been a year. Like it's not right. like, I mean, you're sitting around crying in your sweatpants all day. That's not going to help anybody. Right, right. And I, I do feel like it's very important, particularly on the appraisal piece, to have them to get back out there and that that is going to make a difference. Yeah. And then also, too, I mean, like the, the lender flexibility, I mean, that's all going to be gone, too. So like the lenders not having to be as invasive. I mean, you know, and, and like the leniency for loan modifications and reporting to financial institutions. Mm -hmm. At some point, you got to start paying your bills. I mean, right. even with like the renters that uh, that were able to like live rent free, basically, the landlords still had to pay their mortgage. Right. So, I mean, it's not like this, it, the, 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 it's not like it's a free ride here. I mean, someone is paying that bill. Right. And I'm all for helping people. I mean, we, you know, we, we talk about that a lot and we certainly back it up with what we do, but ultimately you've got it, like you got to pay your bills. Right. And we have had, you know, time now to try and figure things out. And there's obviously like extenuating circumstances for, course, for different people and there always will be. But um, yeah, I, it sounds like they're they're tightening up and they've set some deadlines and um, they're ready to kind of move forward. Well, yeah. And we were as restricted as anybody. I mean, this time sure. last year, I mean, we talked pretty regularly during the during the uh, shutdown because we're working together. And I mean, it was that was that was stressful <laughs> like that was hard when you're told you can't go do your job so i get all that because it happened to us and what did we do we didn't sit around we, we had yep. like a game plan every day i mean we were working every day even though some realtors said oh you can't work and return emails which was not true right but we were working every day monday through friday yep. um whether it was just calling people seeing how they're doing putting content out so i mean there, there, there's plenty of time to adapt is my point so I, I, I think this is i think it's probably a little overdue if you ask me sure um but now that the vaccine's a little more robust. I mean, they're talking about April 19th. Everyone in Pennsylvania can go get the vaccine. Sarah's pregnant. She already got her shot. So <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, like that, that, that's as much of a part of this as anything else. I think it's, you know, hopefully by the, by like May or, or so, it looks like the majority of people are going to be vaccinated. So I think yeah. that's probably goes in hand with what the CFPB is proposing here. Absolutely. All right. This is a really cool story. Yeah. This so nice. Evan Ellers, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. He is a Drexel student. And he founded this company called Sharing Excess. It's a student-run food rescue program that delivers 100,000 pounds of food 
to people in Philadelphia each week. So why don't you talk a little bit about this? I think that the, the, the business plan, and he's not making money on this. This is a, I'm doing good for the community. But the sure. plan here and the ingenuity to me is amazing on the way this is being handled, like what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yeah. So basically, I mean, there is a lot of food waste and there's also a lot of food insecurity. So he was able to kind of line up um, those two pieces and um, – kind of bring them together because obviously you know food waste food insecurity let's, <laughs> let's solve some issues why did here. someone come up with this sooner i mean <laughs> I that, that is a good point I, I think that's really relevant here yeah so like between restaurants that maybe over ordered um and had food that was going to have to just get thrown out or grocery stores or you know just different places where where food was going to go to waste he was able to actually kind of come up with a game plan for going and picking up that food and bringing it to his nonprofit and then getting it distributed, um, where some larger nonprofits that maybe had the same types of goals didn't have like the deliver, they weren't able to just go and pick up the food. And this is a lot of like young, energetic co uh, college kids that were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and they were out, you know, physically driving around, picking up the food, putting the pieces in place. And they've now, um, I think, just come out with an app that's going to help yes. streamline some yeah. stuff even more. So it was really a, a great idea, something that makes a lot of sense and solves, takes two problems and pulls together a solution. Well, what, and, and what's really interesting is, you know, any business, and I'm not saying this is a business, but any anyone has a business mind, you solve a problem, you got a business. Like, that's literally mm -hmm. how simple it is. And they had like a lot of food swipes left over from their meal plan. And mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I would always have those left over when, you know, when I was in college, like decades ago, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was so, and they're like, oh, let's donate it. Let's, and, and there's so many people that like, you think about the, like, I don't know about you. I feel like I throw out a little too much food at my sure. house. Like, I mean, my kids ask for something and they don't eat it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, great. Um, and, you know, the fact that they were smart enough to come up with this, but also like to put the work in, like they're physically right. doing this themselves. And. You know, when I was in college, I wasn't doing anything like that. I don't know about you. I was trying to think about, you know, how I, you know, how I'd start a business or do something else, but never this level. And and like they're 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 doing the work themselves, and that is the sign of an entrepreneur. I mean, to me, that is the the coolest thing about this is like he's on the ground, mm -hmm. going to these places, like picking up tomatoes from restaurants that they got to throw out. And I mean, I mean, this is it's such a great idea and such a great way to help people because. Food banks in general are very understocked in most places. Like it's always great to have the food drive during like Thanksgiving when everyone right. does it. But like right now, yeah. before eat, like they usually don't have a lot of food on hand at these places. Right, and I mean in the past year, a lot, a lot of people who previously never had to go to a food bank suddenly had to. So 100%. Yeah, there's definitely a, a need for it, and I think it was really, really smart thinking on his part. And it's one of those where it's like duh, that makes so much sense, yep. you know? Um, but he put it together and uh, did something good for the community and, you know, solved, not solved, but is helping to work on two problems. Solving, right? He's, solving. he's presently solving. He's yeah, solving. I, I like it. Um, the other, he also, like, created, like, a delivery network. I mean, there's a lot of business components here in this. And, you know, the, the goal that they have is to deliver 2 million pounds of food. Like, that is a lot of food. That is a lot I of mean, food. I don't think, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about the, the amount of pounds of food anyone eats. But... If it's a hundred thousand a week, and they're looking to go to a million, I mean that's or two million, excuse me. I mean that's a great goal, and you know just to have the wherewithal that hey, there's a problem I can solve, mm -hmm. and I'm in college, yeah, and it's a really tough time for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, th th I mean, Evan, uh, if you're watching, way to go. Yeah, awesome job, man. <laughs> um, we are going to try to connect with you. Maybe we can get you on the show or, or do something fun like that. So, really, really cool. A lot of credit to him. 
and it's sharingaccess.com if you want to get involved. Like, there's ways to sponsor and volunteer. So we'll put that up on the video here. Let my man Nick behind the scenes do it. That, that's what we got this week. So thanks for watching. Bye.